0: This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. But yeah, as you mentioned with technology, I think, you know, I think with, you know, young people, it's sort of unavoidable. They're going to, they're going to be using it. But I think, you know, they're growing up in an age now where they're going to be on technology regardless. So how can we um, create a positive influence, you know, Mm. on their phone? Can it be they're on their phone and, you know, going down to the park with their friends to do a session? Or Mm. can they be, you know, setting their phone up and doing an exercise or a a session with us, a body weight mm. session for example, Patty and I shot some sessions together last week at Icon Park and I guess there's some benefits there from technology because um, you know, this gaming, gamification world's taking over mm. and even on the app for example there's a gamification thing because you know, they're going to they're gonna use it, they're going to want to use it but how can we get them outside or how can we get them active and have a positive influence that way?
1: Let's just go and see the world and just show them what it really means to live like golden. Tom, welcome to the podcast, brother.
0: Rocky, mate, good, rocky. To, good to be <laughs> oh, yeah. here. Rock Started or, already, rock or rocky? What do you What do you want? Rock, rock. Critical of that. You gotta love that. You gotta tell the story now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So, long story short, da- Darby it's every Derby day. Derby day, day, a little bit messy. Um, middle name's Rock No one really knew that for a long time well, I, I tried to keep it under wraps I didn't
0: know that I've only learned that today <laughs> yeah, I just I, thought every time this horse Rock was running Everyone <laughs> said Trey you're up next And you'd, you'd do the warm up But it's actually a middle name
1: Yeah yeah It, it definitely comes out at the, at the worst of times so I tried to keep it under wraps But middle name's Rock I like Crit- it mate Crit-
0: <laughs> Unique Good point of difference
1: Critter got a hold of it And then it was The rest <laughs> is history
0: That's good mate I'd be proud of that name
1: Um Thanks for coming on, brother. I really appreciate it. Um, we're, we're here to talk about ball magnets and and the journey that you're on. Um, obviously, um, you know you've, you're you're a professional athlete, so you're playing AFL footy. Um, for those for the Americans, that's uh it's the crazy the crazy game that you see. Uh, you know, people on each other's shoulders and and the hard hits and so on. But um, what I'll get you to do, man, is is Give us a, a, an elevator pitch of what Ball Magnets is.
0: Okay, so you want the background story, I guess, or...?
1: We'll, we'll do elevator pitch first, so we'll kind of go, okay, well, what is Ball Magnets? And, okay. and then, you know,
0: you, you yep. can go into how it started. Okay, so what is Ball Magnets? Um, if I was to describe Ball Magnets to someone I'd never met before, um, and especially to the Americans, because every, every time <laughs> I've gone to America... They're always like, when you explain the game to them. They're like, "You guys are crazy! Like, you don't wear pads! Like, they can't get their head around it." So it's very different for them. But uh, basically, what it is, or what it's becoming, is it's a football AFL football pro, uh, platform. Um, so what's on there? There's AFL skill sessions. Um, there's fitness sessions, such as you know, body weight weights training, Pilates, um, yoga, and it's all run by the players. So the, the players that play the game, um, and I guess the ones that have the knowledge and have lived it throughout their career, they're the ones that are educating and then there's this entertaining sort of um, component that's coming into it where we're trying to show our personalities so that uh, we can become, I guess, relatable but also so that fans and um, you know, male, female, kids, parents get to see our personalities. Um, because I think when we speak to media, naturally we very robotic. You know, yeah. In this environment, for example, I can sort of be myself, and yeah. we're trying to do that and um, open ourselves up a little bit more. So that's it in a nutshell. Uh, the partners are myself, Paddy Cripps, Lockie Neal and Aaron Phillips. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, I've had so many guests on the, on, on the app, so Toby Green, Dylan Shield, Jack Viney, Taylor Adams, Josh Dunkley, Adam Treloar. uh shot with Dyson Heppel and Zach Merritt last week. So, I guess, you know, having these relationships with coming through uh, the ranks and the, the drafting process with all these guys, um, they're all such good guys. And the AFLW players as well, you know, last week we had Gabby Pound, Ash Riddell, um, Chloe Malloy is coming on soon. So, yeah, it's good. Well, I think we're just trying to, um, you know, give everyone access to the players.
1: Yeah, I would imagine it's, it's a... Um, like, it's a movement that a lot of people would actually love to get around. Like, I mean, it's it's i'll let you kind of tell the origin story but it's obviously filling filling a, a I guess a hole in the market but it's also you know something that we probably never thought we would go through with, with yeah. covid and and yeah, you know like i know even just like some of my mates that play local like you know how in and out that season was but mm. you know you think about like I, I I couldn't imagine being nine years old and having to have two years off footy or, yeah. or you know a, you know and, and kind of that broken season. That's what I live for, you know, as yeah. as a kid, and I'm sure you
0: you did as well. So yeah, correct. Well, I sort of sort of how the idea originated. It was funny how it sort of came about, but obviously um, you know COVID hit unfortunately, and um, I was actually down at my junior club, Ashburton Junior Footy Club, and Campbell Sharks, another team in the area, and. Um, that was more from this idea of just giving um, kids and aspiring players um, access to players, because I reflect on when I was a kid, and I was very lucky because my dad was a player, and um, he finished his career at Carlton and then became a coach. So I was always around the players. Anthony Cudafitis was my favourite player at the time, yeah. and I, I lived and grew up in the Carlton change rooms, really, from probably when I was five years old to about, I'm going to say about 13. So I was very had a very privileged childhood in the fact in the the fact that, you know, I was always around players and you're in awe of them, they're your idols. So mm. I guess I tried to emulate that and take that down to a few junior clubs in the area, just sort of give up my time just as a, a good thing to do. And COVID hit and as you said, it's, uh, you know, it would have been so tough and it still would be tough for all those young kids who didn't get to play footy. Mm. It's their passion, it's their release, it's their social time. And I, I guess, um, you know, when, when COVID did hit, it was, it was about, you know, I spoke to a few of the parents and they're like, can you still help our kids can you coach them they love the interaction they love what they're learning because obviously we we've got the knowledge it's our job and um, we came up up the idea of well how can we create like an online platform and then you know that's um snowballed I guess and it came to an idea of creating an app and I had no idea how to create an app I'm not (laughs) I'm not the best with technology but a few of the parents who you know within their network and had some contacts and um, they sort of helped me put me on my path and uh, here we are a year in with um, this app and the technology technology's built and it's working really efficiently and now it's all about the content and, um, yeah, that's still a work in progress but it's gone really well.
1: Yeah, it's actually, you know, there is there's there is a lot of negativity around technology, right, and mm. and obviously the role it can play um, in a child's growth and so on, but yeah. I think this is a really good example of how this kind of flips the script. Correct. Um, you know, and, and especially... Know, in the future as well like i would imagine that it in even internationally at some point you know when we we're, mm. we're trying to bring people into the game internationally as well you know that that would play such a it could play such a a major role and probably already is at some some level as well
0: yeah well i think um you know when you when you think big and have that big picture idea i think you know the reason we also did call it ball magnets was with the idea of that who knows maybe we could expand into other sports one day whether it be basketball um, cricket other things so you never know where these um things can take you, but um, yeah, like we said before, it's funny how these ideas originate and sometimes you don't uh, have the intention of it really going anywhere. But um, yeah, I never thought I'd guess be running a a business (laughs) in the middle of my, a tech business. So, um, but yeah, as you mentioned with technology, I think, you know, I think with, you know, young people, it's sort of unavoidable. They're going to, they're going to be using it. You know, we're, however old we are, I'm 28, not sure about you guys, you're older than me, I think. um, 28, 28 i think you know they're growing up in an age now where they're going to be on technology regardless so how can we um, create a positive influence you know mm. on their phone can it be they're on their phone and you know going down to the park with their friends to do a session or mm. can they be you know sitting their phone up and doing an exercise or a, a session with us a body weight mm. session for example patty and i shot some sessions together last week at icon park and i guess there's some benefits there from technology because um you know this gaming gamification world's taking over mm. and. Even on the app, for example, there's a gamification thing because you know they're gonna they're gonna use it, they're gonna want to use it. But how can we get them outside, or how can we get them active and have a positive influence that way? Mm,
1: I think you know you're definitely right. It's technology's it's 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 here. It's yeah. coming. It's coming. It's, it's, com- it's, yeah, it? it's, it's not it's not slowing down. <laughs> it's taking over the world. Yeah, but I think if I think that's the key, right? Is like, yeah. can we? How can we use this for positive influence to help people progress and and so on? Because it does. That's what it does. You know, like if I think about the role of technology uh, across the globe, you know, let's just talk in, in general terms, it does give accessibility to people, Correct, you know, yeah. um, and, and I guess it's the same here, is, is how can we, how can, you know, or how are you guys giving accessibility mm. to, to kids, especially when they don't have that access, and, and usually that's where these kind of ideas spawn from. It's yeah. it's usually there's a problem, and, and someone comes in and, and tries to fix it. I'm pretty interested to hear about the, the process then, mm-hmm. so... Um, so you got the idea, it yep. kind of come to your head and, and then, um, you know, what, what's the process from there, especially as a pre- professional athlete, you know, so you're, you're obviously, you probably get what, a month off a year, month and a half?
0: Uh, yeah, normally about two months at the end of every season now. So Two,
1: two months, yep. so, you know, I, I'd imagine it's it's not like you, you're spending 100% of your time on it, right? So, so mm. what's the process and, and, you know, you obviously had the idea. And then you 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 said you mentioned that you reached out to a few different players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the I guess the process and maybe some of the intricacies?
0: Sure. Yeah. So um, I guess when the idea originated in what's uh, uh, it would have been the start of or midway through the 2020 season. So obviously um, the AFL, like the rest of the world, rest of Australia, or the rest of you know Australia at that time went into lockdown. So. We were the same as everyone else. The season was on hold, and I did have a lot of time on my hands, as we all did. And I thought, well, how can I dedicate this time to something positive, and um, you know, not just let this time pass? So, I guess that's where um, I'm kind of a very hands-on person, and um, you know, very try and be very productive with my time, and um, always trying to improve, whether it be my footy or away from footy. So, that was a new idea, and um, I guess that obsessive improvement side came out of me, and um, that's how. The idea was created, and then um, in terms of the day-to-day um, component, I think you know that's something that I'm going to have to manage now that footy's starting to wind up. We've started our pre-season, and as games approach, you know footy is the number one priority. That's my, um, you know, that's my job. It's what I get paid to do, and you know that's what my passion. So I uh, have a responsibility to teammates, club, to put everything into that, and I'm mm-hmm. confident that Hawthorne will, will find our way back up the ladder soon. And I guess this is one of those things where. You know, they always talk to us, or you know, the AFL and the AFLPA, about having a balanced life. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being honest with myself, I probably haven't had that in the past because I've been so dedicated and driven. And that's uh, it's worked for me and it's you know helped me uh, become a consistent um, player at, at the top level. But at some point, you know, you, if you just keep going, flat out you're going to burn out. So I think having a balanced life. Yeah. It's taken me 10 years, so I speak to the younger guys now, I'm like, talk about balance. I'm like, I can't really talk, it took me 10 years to figure it out. Um, But, you know, I already feel re-energised and um, even second half of last season, I sort of got back to my best form and I think it was on the back of finding, um, you know, this balance and finding a release outside of footy and something you can really sink your teeth into and invest in and then, you know, you're doing it for a few hours and, you just realise you've forgotten about footy for that time. You're like, wow, that's that's what you need. That's that's where you re-energise and you come back to footy and you're ready to go again. So I think it can only be a positive thing and, um, you know, there's a lot of players out there that do have that balance and there's still a fair few that don't. So I guess I'm fortunate that 10 years in, I've finally found something.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, it, I feel like like that, that's a lot with anything though, right? Like, mm. I mean, even my myself in, in business, like, you do become obsessive over things mm-hmm. and sometimes you do need like you know the podcast for me was a side project at the start and you know i was obsessive over my business you know i i work you know i I reckon i would like i would i could easily work seven days a week yeah easily and it wouldn't it just wouldn't bother me Mm -hmm. um but but you're right you do burn out or you do get obsessive and Mm -hmm. and then it becomes everything and and, and then that's when obviously uh even just mentally, like it, yeah. it can become pretty taxing, and, yeah. and yeah. you can over obsess when it
0: when it takes um, uh, what's the word, you know when it when it takes a step ahead of your happiness. And you, you know we all get in those ruts where you're working too hard. But when yeah. you when you look at life at a whole, and if you put happiness at number one, you all want to work hard and do well. That should be somewhere up there. But um, you know if you're working too hard, which I've definitely been guilty of before, um, it's that fine balance, isn't it? Because to do be successful at anything, you need to work hard. So you, you need to almost overshoot and work too hard yeah. to know where to pull it back to, if that makes sense. hundred percent. So if you're not working hard enough, then you're not going to be successful. You need to work hard enough so that you know how to be successful. And then you need to bring that, that um, pressure gauge or whatever you want to call it, slightly back to prioritize happiness. So that's sort of how I look at it.
1: It's like, it's just, it's the whole building skills things, right? It's yeah. like once you have the skill, it's it's like autonomy, you know, it kind of yeah. is, it kind of can govern itself and, it can be almost automatic, and yep. then once you get to that point you can you can probably start to spend time on other things. I yep. think it's it, it's a it's a really good point um, so w- what are some of the lessons that you've learned as as a business owner mm-hmm. then right so I'm, I'm sure that it, it hasn't been all smooth sailing um mm-hmm it never is what are some of the the major lessons you've learned as a as a business owner so far
0: yeah oh so many um you know only a year in and have learned so much and um that's only going to be a good thing for i guess the business moving forward and myself but um probably the main one which we touched off briefly off air but it's that um piece around delegation so you know very hands-on person like a bit of a perfectionist i would say so like everything done perfectly um But I think, you know, when your workload gets out of control, um, you need to be able to trust and delegate people and, you know, for example, in our team, there's, you know, certain people that are better with handling the social media, certain people that are better at handling the marketing, uh, marketing, sorry, Mm -hmm. certain people with the finance component and I think, you know, having the ability to trust these people because uh, I'm very fortunate within our business, um, have Adam Hilton who owns a digital marketing agency in Uh, Richmond and Stuart Harker who was a global partner at PwC and Mm. obviously the players and then um, some smaller equity uh, shareholders who are investors and and are involved and their network's amazing and just putting their trust in these people because um, you know whether it's a hit to the ego or not but they're actually better at what they do than you are so um, I think being across it and having an understanding and learning is really good but delegating so important because now I can focus on okay what's going to be best for these boys and girls or um, you know the teenagers or the coaches and parents who also have the app um, what's going to be the best for them so I sort of focus on the content and then delegate the rest
1: yeah it's so important isn't it like yeah. it, and you don't realize it early on but as yeah. you kind of learn these little lessons along the way where you're like yeah I probably shouldn't be doing that like yeah. Yeah. you know there's probably someone else and, and it's, it's, it's good for yourself as well like I know for me you got to kind of do the grunt work to get it to where it needs to get. It's mm. like this, you know, this podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I was I've been managing the socials for four months. Yeah. And tell you what, I'm so glad to hand that across yeah, by the so, way. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's like once you finally get into like the person who's running the socials now gets what I gets done what I would get done in a day in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that's that's, that's a that's a prime lesson. Yeah. Um yeah, definitely. Delegation oh, it's it's absolutely everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. How do you guys go working together? So you obviously work with you know, Paddy Cripps, yeah. Lockie Neal and a few others. How do yeah. you guys go working together on that?
0: No, Really well. We've, we've obviously got a really strong off-field connection and that's probably stemmed from, I guess, our junior days and coming through the ranks together. Um, I lived in WA when I was younger and uh, my housemate, a um, really good family friend with Paddy and now our mums are friends and Lockie, I'm trying to remember how Lockie and I met. Um, we've just sort of always kept in touch through... Coming through the ranks, like very similar similar type players, and I think we've always bounced ideas off each other. And um, yeah, I just sort of presented them both with this idea, and they loved it. Then there's Aaron Phillips, who, an old teammate of mine, Sean Burgoyne, who's mm-hmm. unfortunately retired, but um, one of the greats of the game. And his sister-in-law is Aaron, so um, his wife Amy, his uh, her sister is Aaron, and the introduction happened there. And we we filmed some content at Waverley Park together last year and yeah with Erin I guess just um, built that relationship she's amazing like she she's so good like she, as an athlete but as a person as well the way she presents and carries herself it's like she's um, such a good person to have in the app and especially with yeah. in the AFLW world where the game's growing rapidly like there's going to be more girls probably playing than boys I reckon in the future like even there's when I go probably no,
1: no greater role model
0: as well oh correct she's yeah. the best one of the best to pers- uh, you know, best people to do it and you know having her on the team is amazing because you know, we want to create this inclusive environment on the app where mm. it's 50-50 male-female. Obviously, in history, predominantly, it's been a male sport, but, mm. you know, it's 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 male and female, which I think is great. And I think the girls coming through now, when they start at, say, five years old, because they're going to be playing from that age till hopefully when they're 30, if that's what they want to do, if that's their passion, they're going to be superstars. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, unfortunately... You know the, the girls I played with at juniors, you'd get to under fifteens, then it was getting sort of too rough, as they would say, and they weren't allowed to play. So, I think Aaron's going to be really important for us in, um, you know, pushing that next wave of girls through if that's what they want to do.
1: It, it's so important, isn't it? Like these kind of things, and and uh, you, know, uh, you know, not just technology, but you know, de- developmental programs that can can give those opportunities. Mm. You know, um, we've talked quite a bit about equality. Like we had an artist on. You know, same thing, like, just the lack of opportunity, you know, yeah. um, and, and even, you know, um, in the workplace and these kind of things. But it is these these kind of programs or, or just creating as much awareness about it as we can. And, and, you know, with the app, you're obviously providing an opportunity for that development as well, which will, will help, you know, um, bring more awareness to, to the game from the women's perspective as well, which is, mm-hmm. it's been great to see over the last couple of years as well. Like you yeah. can, de- like, you know, you can definitely see the development in yeah. the way the game's played.
0: Yeah. Not just the development, but just how keen the girls are. Like they're so like, even when I go down and, you know, now that we're allowed to go back to the local clubs, I was, I went to, um, Port Melbourne, their, their women's team. Um, they're not even in the VFL or AFL. They're, they were just a local team. And I just went down to training cause you know, always trying to, you know, you want to give back and, um, I think they were appreciative of that, but not so much the skill level. That's obviously very important, but just how keen and eager they are—like they love the game—and they should be given equal opportunity. And it's so good to see um, how keen they are, and they're actually, I think, more keen than the boys. Like they're asking more questions. They're—they want to be—they want to be the best they can be. Not that it's mm-hmm. about making the top level, because that's not what ball magnets is about either. It's being the best you can be, and whether that's getting from you know the B team to your A team at your local club mm-hmm. or whether it's just about enjoying your footy or, you know, making the first at your school team, whatever it might be. And, you know, um, with girls' footy growing so much and then being so many more competitions out there, it's uh, it's just great to see how involved they want to be. Mm, 100%. It,
1: it, I mean, it, it's great to see, you know. I mean, I, I haven't played footy in a, in a while now, but... Um, from just horse racing for you. Just, just, <laughs> you know what, mate? I, I actually I have no interest on it apart from the days that we go to the races. It's <laughs> are great days. They are great days, um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I th- especially what I was going to say, especially from an external point of view, like yeah. seeing, seeing the, the development there as well, you know, cause like I think about it this way and like, I might have a daughter one day and, and if my daughter wants to, to, to play football and, and once, and that's kind of her passion, mm. you know, like you, you think about how many people, like my, my partner played football, you yeah. know, like up until the age of 15 and it, you're exactly right. Yeah. Like, you know, how many, that was probably taken away from people. Yeah. And they didn't even, you know, like as you said, not even just going to the top level, but just actually having the opportunity to play beyond the age of 15, yeah, is is crazy to think that that was actually a thing, you know? Oh, yeah, it's, it's bizarre,
0: it, isn't it? It's crazy. Even when you go to, like, I don't go to many AFL games now, but even the times when I when I do go and there's a crowd there, you only have to look around you and it feels like. I don't know what the numbers would be, but half the crowd's female anyway. anyway. So whether they're playing or not, but just being involved in the game, like we have, you know, female staff at our club. We've got a lot of female supporters that are always down supporting us at training. So, you know, a lot of the females we have on the app as well are obviously up-and-coming girls and, and females, but also parents of kids who want to yeah. learn and coaches who are female. And, yeah, I think just that whole inclusive piece of just females in general it's 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 funny that we even have to have this conversation but that's historically how the world's been it's how footy's been a very male dominant sport so you know it's great to see where everything's heading yeah 100 percent
1: um we're going to switch gears a little bit now um what about from your your i guess your own point of view and um you're obviously a professional athlete playing afl what about from a a mindset perspective perspective of um what are you going to do after AFL? You know, mm-hmm. like, did, did that play a role in in starting the business? Is it kind of, is that something that plays on your mind a little bit?
0: Yeah. To be honest with you, if I was answering this question honestly, I would if this didn't happen, I, I've, I've got no idea what I would do post-footy. I've obviously got a contract for another few years and then I hope to play beyond that. Hopefully got a good five or six years plus ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, it's funny how this idea came about because I'd be worried, like, getting towards the end of my career and... I feel like um you know the club are very supportive of helping players prepare but you obviously need to find a passion and that doesn't just happen overnight and you know I've been fortunate enough to find one and something that I can you know prepare for the next hopefully 5 plus years and um you know create something um you know where people want to go to for Whatever, whatever it may be, whether it's um, you know their, their hit of footy or obviously on the app, we're going to throw in a diet component, and a mental skills component, um, a meditation, mindfulness component, so an overall wellbeing space as well as footy. So I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I'm kind of glad that you know I'm able to you know express things that I'm passionate about, which I think is you know health and well-being and um, being the best version of yourself and things mm-hmm. like that through an app, which obviously you know with technology as you mentioned can get so much more reach with the scale you can get so yeah i'm very fortunate that um, i found something but you know if ball magnets didn't happen and you know hopefully it does go really well it's it's looking um, like it will it's looking um really promising but if if it wasn't to happen i I actually don't know i don't know i'm studying uh sport and exercise science but i've sort of deferred that maybe something in the footy world but um you know coaching could be another option but not really sure
1: yeah it's one of those things i think like you said at the start you you you're so focused on football is it yeah
0: yeah literally you know so f- <laughs> Yeah, i was going to say
1: <laughs> you're so focused on on footy right at the yeah. start and and becoming the best you possibly can i i i just find it interesting that or i'm sure that there's at some point you kind of really do have to start thinking about what you're going to do after footy because you know it's not a forever thing it's no way what do you you probably got you know 10 years if you're lucky you know or if you if you kind of get that far or and yeah. then you know beyond that it could be You know, twelve to fifteen. So yeah, it's definitely I I would imagine, you know, I know I don't know the stats here in Australia, but I know Mm -hmm. the stats over in the US and a lot, you know, I think it's like sixty percent of people end up broke. Yeah or NFL players end up broke. And I'd imagine that it'd be something that
0: can creep up in you at, at some stage. Yeah. Well, I have heard of that stat and another one in the AFL world is the average career, which you wouldn't know about, is I think it's between two and three years. So there's so many players that are in the club for one year and they're gone. Like the turnover is at each club roughly 10 per year, so 18 clubs. So roughly, I don't know, around about 180 players are in and out and in and out. And so I'm not sure what the percentage is, but it's something like between... I'd be guessing, but maybe around 5% for if you do play over 10 years. Like, it's rare. Mm. And often you look at, um, you know, players around the league and you think, oh, you know, Luke Hodge, what an awesome career. Like, every player does this. (laughs) Buddy Franklin, there's not many of them around. Like, (laughs) to get to 300 games especially, like, that's very rare. But if you're playing 200, it's it's also extremely rare. So there's a lot of stories out there untold of, you know, people that are just in there for um, the average time. And as you mentioned, like, they're out on their feet looking for a job and – um, yeah, it goes really quick. So, especially for yeah. something
1: you dedicate a lot of your life to Literally, as well. Yeah. Such it, a, it's like you, you know, that, that's the the business side of footy that you ruthless. don't you don't see. So ruthless. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, um, what about the? Because I mean, it's 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 a similar topic, but the financial side as well. Like, you know, we were kind of talking before, but you you know, as a as an eighteen year old. <laughs> you know, like you're coming into a high-paying job for, for being, you know, 18 or, or even just a, a young person. Um, and, and to be honest, man, like at me at 18, mm. I don't even know what I would have done with that kind of money. But mm. I'd be interested to hear about that side of it with, you know, coming in and, and um, you know, if the, the challenges that come with, you know, not only that, but coming into a high-pressure situation as well, like mm. a, the business of footy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's where having you know a good support network outside of footy, but also getting the correct advice and you know having a player manager or um, a financial advisor who really cares and you can trust is so important because um, you know, eighteen, you're so young, like you're not meant to know what to do. No. I, I definitely didn't. Um, I've always been pretty good at um, you know having some kind of awareness as what you know what you should and shouldn't do in terms of how to save and how to set yourself up for life. But, um, you know, so many players, I guess, come in and, you know, it's not their fault. They just they just don't know. They get, I guess, given this money and, oh, I want to buy this and I want to buy me. that. I honestly I don't know what other. I would do
1: at 18 years of age. Like, yeah. I'm thinking back to what I was doing and and it's it's not – yeah. like, it's just like it's it, the money would be gone. <laughs> one of my
0: best mates oh, – I won't name him, but one of my best mates, we have a good laugh about this, so we got our first or – second paychecks early when I was playing at the Swans and I can't remember what the number was, but he's gone out and he's bought a barbecue, he's bought DJ decks, he's bought he bought a few other things, like it might have been a deposit on a car and this was in the first week, so you get paid, you get paid monthly and so he's out of money. And uh, so we're you know shouting dinners and things, and he's had to go on to go to the welfare manager at the club and said, "I'm out. Like, can can I get a few pays in advance?" And he's like, "Mate, where's your money going?" <laughs> he had a great setup. Don't get me wrong, had a great setup at great home, great yeah. everything, <laughs> great house for a good party, barbecue, decks, all that stuff. But um, oh, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was good education. But that's their true stories everywhere. And you spoke about the American thing, like that's real. So yeah, I guess um, you know having a support network and a financial advisor to almost teach you how to budget and um, how to save and how to spend.
1: Um, yeah, I would assume like it, it's probably come a long way as well in terms of the support systems with the clubs and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, as I said, even – I reckon I didn't work it out until I reckon I was 23. <laughs> yeah, 23, yeah, 24, like it probably yeah. – it took me a good five years. Yeah, yeah, I think that's normal. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Awesome, mate. So what we're going to do now is going to jump into quick fire. Okay, Damn. so these are kind of – I always say this, but it's like, I, I say short and sharp and then like one day I said it and the guy like just stopped talking like mid-sentence okay. and I was like, okay. So it's not short and sharp, but it's just like, you know, we're going to ask kind of some really, I would say like simple questions and, and you can just give an answer to it, okay. however you like.
0: One word, one sentence, something like that?
1: Nah, not even. I, I, you, you just do what you want. Can
0: I say no comment
1: ever? <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. Um, all right. So question one, one yeah. piece of advice for your younger self. Oh, right, good one. Um.
0: Uh, I like the idea of not making excuses. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just got given that advice once, and I think, I think I was playing junior footy, and something didn't go my way. And it's just like you know, that don't make excuses. Like you, that, that was something that was controllable, something you could have been better at. And I just, I don't know. I've always liked it.
1: Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I think it's a necessity. Yeah, like you can, because you don't, you don't get the lesson, right? Yeah. Like if you make an excuse, you're giving away that lesson.
0: Yeah, and for the people that that doesn't apply to another, one which side it kind of ties into is the harder you work, luckier you get. I think it's kind of intertwined somehow. Anyway, they're the two that I really yeah. like. Yeah,
1: opportunities come from yeah. from hard work. Yeah. Um. Okay, so this is this is a good one. Okay. What's the biggest misconception the pl- the public has about professional athletes?
0: Oof. Um, I think that people think, like, players are just normal people, right? So, like, I think people sometimes put players on a pedestal. Um, occasionally, I think I look at some of my teammates, high-profile teammates, and, um, you know, people, you know, insinuate that they might have an ego about them, but um, they're just normal people who are actually really shy and humble people but in public for example like they might get hassled and it might come across that they're rude but it's it's not them at all it's just that you know that might be they might be out for dinner with their partner and that's their time to escape and they're getting hassled and i don't know i've just seen a few examples of it where mm. you know you only have to take one first impression to be like oh that guy's no good or whatever but i think they're at the end of the day they're normal people and um that's how they should be treated as well
1: yeah y- I've seen it, you know, like even just uh, like you you can see it when you're out and you see someone who might be a professional athlete and then you see just like, I reckon it would be so tough, man. Like it it would just be really, I mean, there would be obviously heaps of positives that come with it, but then there'd also be some times where it's like it's really hard and and it would just be based on the situation.
0: Yeah, I think most guys are very genuine guys and would always give anyone the time of day. It's just uh, I've seen it with a few teammates where they might have been caught on the wrong day and the wrong moment and then that perception creeps in. It's not really them, but... I guess, in being in the public eye, that's what um, some of them have had to deal with.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, All right, so what advice would you give to someone who's looking to start a business?
0: Well, I didn't have any idea what I was doing. So I I think if you have an idea, I think it has to be a passion as well as obviously everyone wants to do well financially, but I think it doesn't become a job when it's a passion. So obviously this is your thing, you love doing what you're doing yeah. after chatting to you, like this is what you love, you love your podcasts and your business creating, you're creating and I think it gives you a better chance of success anyway if it's something that you're really into so mm. I think having your work and passion intertwined is uh, the ultimate, we get the ultimate result because you're enjoying it and you know, you're setting yourself up and I think it's a really good combination.
1: Yeah, I always say, like, if you're going to start a business, make sure it's something that excites you. Yep. And usually excitement comes from passion yep. um, because you're still going to work as hard. Yeah. You're still going to put absolutely <laughs> everything you can, you, you, you yep. know, that, that you have into it. So yep. you want to make sure that it's something that really excites you. Yep. All right, so what's the most important factor to achieving success at anything and why?
0: Most important factor. Um, Obviously, I want to say hard work, but I feel like that's a bit of a boring answer. So I'm going to try and think of something a bit more creative because I feel like that's a given. Um, Can you say the question again, sorry?
1: What's the most important factor in in achieving success at anything and why?
0: Achieving success at anything. Um, I think, yeah, obviously the the hard work component, but I also think... um, not the most important thing but what makes it more enjoyable I think is bringing other people along for the ride so mm. whether that be family friends business partners um, you know success is always better when you can enjoy it with other people um, so in footy terms for example like I've been fortunate to win some individual accolades but my most memorable moments are, you know the moments in a change rooms after winning a final or winning a big game and you, you can enjoy it with other people that shared bond and experience like humans were built for connection so I think you know bring other people along, um, whether you can help them take their next step, whether you know they'll they'll help you, I think just being involved in a journey with people is um i think it's pretty important it's
1: a great answer yeah i think
0: y- you because you
1: experience both sides right like yeah. there's times when you you uh you feel alone on the journey and yeah. then there's times when you're with other people and, yeah. and they're the times that you remember the most. Yeah, it's true. And they're the funnest. Yeah, you know, definitely. So it's the days at Derby Day are the funnest. <laughs> you're, with, you're with others. Journey. You're not punting We're on myself. a journey together. Yeah. Starts at 11, finishes at... <laughs> Who knows? <Yeah>. Late. <laughs> um, no, great. Um, awesome, man. So I want to say a massive thanks for coming on the show. No um nice. Where can people find ball magnets? You know, where can people find out more about the, the business?
0: Yeah, so, well, it's, it's free on the App Store. So, I think, you know, another component that came along with COVID was the financial struggle a lot of families had to deal with. So, you know, making it free for everyone. Uh, it's on the App Store. Um, obviously, we have, you know, our at uh, ball magnets on Instagram. That's how you can follow and keep up to date with everything. But it's free. Um, yeah, App Store, app store, Apple, Android, um, so, yeah, we're just sort of keen to get everyone involved and give them a look behind the scenes. There'll be, there's a lot more really cool things coming uh, where we're going to sort of take you into the life of an AFL player, the pros and cons, which obviously we've sort of touched on, but there's a lot that goes into the behind the scenes and I think people will find that um that content really interesting so there's going to be plenty coming to the app soon
1: yeah it's it's really cool i went and had a look at it today watched a few of the drills yeah. i think i was watching uh, luke parker and a few of the swans boys yeah. it's, it's great Mills,
0: yeah it's great man we uh, should do I, some I, touch after this and <laughs> texas yeah yeah, yeah. Out. well <laughs>
1: we got we got a nice outdoor area out there we'll yeah. do some drills yeah <laughs> um nah honestly i had a look today and it's great mate so Thanks, you, yeah. you should be proud and, and i think it's gonna not only will i is it is it a really great product, but I think it's going to make a massive difference in a, in a lot of people's lives, um, especially young kids and, and people that are, are coming up through the ranks. So um, anybody, go download it, have a look. Um, it, it, it really is you know something to behold.
0: I appreciate it, Rock. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. All <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good. Um, for everyone listening, uh, this is, you know again, we're, we're kind of closing out the year at the moment. Um, I just want to say a big thanks to all the listeners out there. It's been crazy, you know, um, coming on this journey over the last five months. Just, you know, like you said, a lot of the messages you get and and stuff like that. So just want to say a big thanks to you guys um, and, uh, you know, we'll see you guys next year.